You're listening to the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. Cheers to sports. Welcome on in to Pod That, two brothers talking sports. I'm Sammy. And I'm George. And welcome to the greatest show in podcasting. Today we're going to start with a little Chris Collinsworth talking about uh, overtime with the Raiders and Chargers it was. Let's check it out. We haven't really touched on this yet, but but if this thing were to go into overtime, yes, sir, right? Yes, sir. You get down to the last two minutes of a game, and now decisions, right? I mean, are you going to be willing to sort of sit there and play for a tie? I think that it's within your means to do so. You are a conspiracy theorist. I'm just you know saying that, there's right? some complexity to this whole thing. There certainly is. Yeah. And Play for a tie, George. We almost thought it was actually going to happen. And uh, we got a lot to talk about with that Raiders-Chargers game because it could have shook up a lot of maybe one-time things we'll ever see in NFL history. Yeah, uh, man, if that ended in a tie, I mean, you gave me a stat, so I'm not going to steal from you. Vegas would have had their biggest loss in gambling history because so many people actually bet on it ending up in a tie. And there was a moment there where I thought it was going to happen. Um Brandon Staley has been getting a lot of shit for calling a timeout there. But now the more I think about it in the different situations, there was a lot of stuff we can blame Brandon Staley for, like going for it on fourth and two on their own 18-yard line. But I think the timeout, he was actually trying to have a play to stop them because I don't think the Raiders were playing for a tie. Now that I think about it, they were if they ended up in a tie, they'd go to Kansas City. Winning the game means going to Cincinnati, who's not like a bad team or anything, but it's not going to Arrowhead Stadium and playing the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think the Raiders were actually going for the win, not going to be settling for a tie. Yeah, I mean, I think we should just keep it real. It's the NFL. Nobody's playing for a tie, even in this scenario mm-hmm. where it's facts. You know, when it's what? Facts. Facts. Yeah, even in a scenario where, oh, we both make it if X, Y, or Z, right? Oh, if we tie, we both make the playoffs. It's the NFL. These coaches aren't playing for ties. I mean, at the end of the day, if they have the opportunity to win, especially like in the Raiders case, oh, we kick a field when we win. Why would they not take that? Case? Why would they take a knee? Like there's not, that's not how football works. That's not how the mentality works of a NFL team. I know it doesn't like these guys. And it's not like, man, these players don't like each other. They're out there banging each other's heads, hitting each other, tackling each other. They're not like, I'm going to just do a favor to our division rival and get us both in the playoffs. If that was the case, from the beginning of a game, both teams would have just sat on the ball and kneeled the whole entire game and and broke the internet. But they didn't. I mean, the Raiders were obviously uh, going for the win. Brandon Staley knew on third and six that he needed to get the right personnel on the field and get a stop. And the Raiders had a better playing uh they got the first down. I mean, there's this plain and simple. So I think Brandon Staley is actually getting a lot of heat for stuff that he shouldn't be getting heat for. Um, the whole analytics, I'm going for it on every single fucking fourth down is what people should be talking about. Because he's literally, the guy is going for it on almost every fourth down. That's the weird part there. Like, not, not the timeout. Yeah, I disagree, but that's fine. I think what he's doing is actually perfectly fine. Justin Herbert seems to be a better quarterback on fourth down. Um, I feel like the entire game, I, I'm like, oh, Justin Herbert, like so much potential, so good, but a lot of mistakes and fourth down comes and he makes like these giant plays. I, I feel like the fourth down stuff's fine. Uh, it's, he probably knows more than us. You know, he knows more than the announcers talking about the game. He's a head coach. So if he wants to go forward on fourth down every time, if there's some analytics behind it, so be it. And I, I, I just think any you know, he might not be Bill Belichick. Like, there's a lot of coaches that are average in this league, and he's probably a decent coach. They, they had a good season. They're, what, one minute away from making the playoffs potentially. So whatever he's doing is fine. For me, the timeout was also fine. Like you said, whether he called a timeout or not, they were not playing for the tie. Uh, and in general, the reason I just wanted to start with this topic is because of how interesting the whole thing is. And first of all, ties are very... What unlikely? I don't. What would you say? Like the likelihood of a tie is how many is there? Every well, year? I mean, what well, last year? This year there was one tie, right? The Steelers and Lions. I think they were the only tie in the NFL this year. 
uh, last year. I don't, I don't have like the people, you know, games in front of me, but I mean, 18 times, what 32 teams that one, two teams had a tie on their, on this whole season. So whatever that is, is very, very unlikely. Yeah. I wish there was, I don't know. What are the odds of a tie? Okay. For example, uh, there were 272 NFL games this year. Um, and one tie means the odds of resulting in a tie are like 0.3%, basically. In a exactly. year like this year, the odds were at 0.3%, let's say. So if you consider what was happening in that game, the odds of a tie in general are 0.3%. And imagine it being the final game of the season, and the tie causes two teams that are playing in that game both to make the playoffs as well as ruining it for another team to miss the playoffs. And we're talking about the like last game of the season, Sunday night football, that just like that was the final plays of the NFL season. And it almost went down to that tie. I wish it ended in a tie, even though I was kind of rooting for the <laughs> same Raiders. year. Yeah, don't you wish it kind of ended in a tie? Like that was would that be something we'd never forget? Yeah, I mean, even this game we didn't forget, right? Like this game was unforgettable and it didn't end in a tie. Imagine if it did. It was one of the most unlikely scenarios. You had a little bit of everything. You had like gunslinging Justin Herbert, who like literally, like you said, looked better on fourth down a lot of the times. You had Derek Carr, who with all the different um, problems that the Raiders had this season. I don't know why you you paused on problems. Like what were you going to say? I, I was the controversy. Say, yeah, I, well, I was going to say controversy for Derek Carr. But it's not his controversy. So I didn't know exactly how to, to word that. It's like, let's break it down for a second. The dude lost his head coach, who was John Gruden out of all people, yeah. right? Like over a email scandal. They lost their first round wide receiver to a DUI and murder. They had what, like that corner that got cut for carrying the gun in yeah. their. Then last week after their win, they had another uh, corner who got a DUI. Yeah. But you know what? This is a good question for you, actually. A little bit of a segue here. It looks like kind of uh, random here. It looks like I'm wearing Raiders colors today. Only I mean, we're wearing black and white. Yeah. So kind of very easy to wear red. Raiders yeah, colors. I know. <laughs> but um, John Gruden. So they didn't mention him once on the broadcast. I was reading about that. Not even a mention of the name John Gruden. So John Gruden watching that game, or if he's watching that game, is he rooting for the Raiders to make the playoffs or rooting against the Raiders to make the playoffs? He's rooting for. Uh, the Raiders, let's, uh, I'm going to keep this 100% once again. And uh, some people might be extremely anti-John Gruden. Some people might be pro-John Gruden, thinks that you know he made a mistake, he shouldn't have lost his job. I don't care what your stance is on this. I don't think the owner of the Raiders, I can almost guarantee, he didn't care to fire John Gruden. No, no, I, I agree with that. So I don't think, and I think John Gruden knows that. So I think John Gruden is not anti-Raiders. I think John Gruden's anti-Roger Goodell, which he is suing the NFL, right, and mad at the NFL. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's anti-Raiders. I think he knows... He built this team. He's the reason that they are who they are this year, really, technically, right? They, he is the reason they are who they are. Mm -hmm. So I would say he roots for them in that sense. I, why not? I agree with you. I think it validates him a little bit. Like, he chose to stay with his man, Derek Carr, who he has a good relationship with. He built this team. He was the, he was the orchestrator behind it. And it's his assistant coach who led them to the playoffs. It's not like John Gruden's footprints and handprints or whatever you want to say. His DNA yeah. is all over this football That's team. That's what he would say. Yeah, his DNA is all over the football team. So, yeah, maybe he's disappointed that he couldn't have been out there being the one who's leading him to the playoffs. But I, I, I'm with you. I think he was rooting for those guys because I don't think a lot of those guys probably didn't want him fired. Uh, some of them, I'm sure, did. Some didn't. But – Guys like Derek Carr, who he stood by, and Derek Carr even said, I love the man, you know? So, like, yeah. Love the man, I hate the sin. This is a great line. Actually. It is a great line. And then my favorite part after the game was, did you watch the interview immediately after a game with Derek Carr? I watch a lot of post-game interviews, so I can't answer that exclusively. Maybe, maybe not. But why? Well, right away, he goes up, and she's, um, who I forget who's the interviewer of NBC, and she was like, Michelle Tafoya. Michelle Tafoya. And his first answer was like, yeah, you know, I was texting Aaron Rodgers this morning. She's like, you're texting Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> like, why? He's like, oh, yeah, we're really good friends. And just like when moved off of it. Like, how random is Derek Carr texting 
Aaron Rodgers about the Sunday night football game <laughs> right before the game? That's a good question. Um, like, do, that's I don't a, know I'm if like, it's so random. That's why I'm thinking, like, is it random? I don't know. It just doesn't seem like two guys. Like one's in the AFC, one's in the NFC. Exactly why it's not random. It's Fam- not like family, man, very, very family oriented. Derek Carr, very, very unfamily oriented. Aaron Rodgers. Let me. Ridge QB and him packing Rodgers texted before the game, and Carr appreciated the encouragement Roger gave. He was just supporting him. Like, I hope you have a good game. But that 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 is weird. Everybody on Twitter is like. Derek Carr just thanked Aaron Rodgers this post game interview. Yeah, like <laughs> cancel him. Is it time to cancel? Him? Why is Derek Carr name dropping? They text Aaron Rodgers right now. It was the first person he thanked after the game. It wasn't like you know, oh man, it was a great game. One thing, yeah, I gotta just say, Aaron Rodgers texted me this morning. It'd be like you if you came out on the interview and like some celebrity texts you, Sammy. You're like, yeah, I just want to thank uh, Michael Jordan for texting me today. It would have been the same exactly. Yeah, but they're both quarterbacks, George. So, like, a lot of quarterbacks work together maybe in the offseason yeah. or have good relationships, and they don't play in the same division. They don't play in the same conference. Like, they're not – they know 99% of the time they're never going to be playing against each other. So, maybe it's just, like, they randomly built a friendship. I don't know. That's, that is a really odd one. And, you know, we have religious, family-oriented Derek Carr, and you have, like, non-agnostic, non-family-oriented uh, – Aaron Rodgers. It is very random. Yeah, they should make a sitcom out of that, like the the, the odd couple, yeah, Derek Carr and, and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I didn't like that joke. I'm gonna be honest with you. That was George. That one didn't. I'm laughing at the. Uh, I was. I had to laugh for you though. But then I was like, what, what was the point of that joke? A sitcom, the odd. Yeah, couple. the Derek, odd couple, like the, the two best friends that they shouldn't be best friends. Aaron Rodgers and Derek. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. I, I would watch that. It'd be like hey, Keenan, you should be like, working in LA these days, man. It'd be like Keenan and Kel back in the day. To just playing football in the backyard. Love it. All right. Let's move on from this topic, George. A little too long on Derek Carr and uh, Aaron Rodgers. They could meet in the Super Bowl, Sammy. I don't think they'll be texting each other good luck then. I I agree. I mean, I I know you're trying to make this into a really funny moment here, but I just I, I thought it was interesting they're texting and I don't think it's that weird because I know that a lot of athletes text each other. Yeah. Not that odd, is it? No, no, but I mean, odd enough for Twitter to react to it. The last crazy implication of it all was obviously the Steelers, George Wood, celebrating the locker room, Mike Tomlin dancing. Yep. Chase Claypool on IG Live, as always. Because uh, they're like, oh, it's not going to tie, right? <laughs> Perfect. We're in the playoffs. I can't believe the fact that, and I'll bring up that little story of Mike Dahlman today, um, but I can't believe that it actually almost happened. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked a little bit about the tie already, almost happened, but I just couldn't imagine being a Steeler fan trying to watch that game or being a Steeler player. Uh, you have no idea what's going on. Do you think it's going to end in a tie? You're probably cursing at the TV. You're probably dropping a couple F-bombs at the Raiders coaching staff because you thought they were running out the clock. And then you, they, when the kicker went up to line up for the kick, that's when things were like probably super duper stressful. Or you weren't watching, just like Mike Tomlin. True. So, and it shows how much, like, honestly, I, I truly believe a lot of Steelers players probably weren't watching. A long day of football, maybe got back home with their family. We're in the playoffs. The only way is a tie, right? They might have started seeing something at the end of the game, like, Maybe you're right. Like maybe they got some texts like, oh my God, it's fucking overtime. Like, yeah. Then they then they went in. and look there. <laughs> yeah. Then they were watching, like, no, God, please, no. But Mike Tomlin said he dozed off and missed the ending of the Chargers Raiders. So I guess he was watching, but he got comfortable when the Raiders were up by 15 in the fourth quarter and he fell asleep. And he ended up saying, I was probably better off not watching it anyways. And just like you said, like people would probably see sitting there cussing it out. I would, Mike Tomlin's an intense guy. I would agree it was probably better that he did not see that. Yeah, I would, he was probably been furious. And when that kick went went up, he probably was like, like he would have had a heart attack. That there's no simple as a head coach. Like what you have no control. You did your job, and it's a fucking kicker. How great would it have been if the kicker just kicked it all the way to the left on purpose? Just like straight up like, for the tie. Yeah, for the tie, just to fuck with people. Well, they wouldn't, George, because as you said. There he would have played Kansas City. So they're yeah, going for the win. <laughs> He's like, I want to go to Kansas City. But and 
they play for a job. So yeah, that too wouldn't do that either. As as great of a movie theory it would be, uh, George's a Hollywood director today. You got TV shows, we got movie ideas. I came up with this. I said movie, but you have some movie scripts right now. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's full movie there. I mean, it's just a one kick. Like that would just be like a opening credit. Opening credit to a funny sports movie. Yeah, there it is. Gambling implication movie. The kicker that. I gambled on the game. Yeah, gambled That'd be on the, the way. Maybe, maybe yeah, David, what's his name? Carlson. He, yeah. he, bet, he bet on the plus 1800 for a tie. He's like, damn, should, yeah, we, should I just do it? Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> oh, man. It, that would have, it would have just been insane. I am glad for the Steelers. The last thing I'll say about this whole scenario is, to be honest, for me, I wanted the Raiders in and I wanted the Steelers in. So it kind of worked out for me. And the reasons behind that aren't because of my fandom. I'm a Seahawks fan, but. I thought it's cool to see Big Ben play one more playoff game. They're probably going to lose to the Chiefs, but it's cool to see him play one more game. And then Derek Carr just deserves it. From what the team's like gone through, Derek Carr's like, I just feel like he's a cool enough guy that just deserves to have that playoff spot. Yeah, Big Ben, I, I agree. He's kind of cool. He gets one more playoff game. He probably goes to Kansas City, gets his ass kicked, and then goes off into the sunset. Um, but with Derek Carr, he's never even played in a playoff game in his career. The first time they made the playoffs, he tore his uh, – or he broke his ankle right before the uh, – in the last week. Yeah, of the they were like 12-4 that year too, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, then he hasn't been to the playoffs since. So this is going to be his first playoff game, which – Man, in a career with like so many ups, I and mean, that Derek Carr literally went to a bad Raiders organization. They sucked. Then they got a little bit better. They won a playoff game. We got to the playoffs. He broke his ankle. Couldn't play in the playoffs. Then he suffered through a couple bad seasons. They moved the team from Oakland to Las Vegas. He had to relocate his family. They get John Gruden, who everyone thought he wasn't going to want to keep Derek Carr. They keep Derek Carr. Derek Carr then goes through this fucking crazy ass season, and now Derek Carr's in the playoffs. It's actually a really good fucking story. Yeah, it is. It, and it's uh, I don't know if good story is the right way to put it. It's a like a it's a good ending. It's a it's a good like, yeah. And <laughs> a lot too. of the shit that happened to that before the endings. That's really a, bi- a lot of bad things. Not yeah. not in Derek Carr's problem, but everything around him is kind of collapsed with bad people, bad decisions. But it's a good ending for him, I guess, or it's a nice ending for him. Like wow. I made it back to the playoffs, and this time I can play. Like, despite all the controversy, he's in there, and I think it's, Absolutely. it's very impressive. Um, and you know what? That's why I was reading Derek Carr and Big Ben. Justin Herbert is going to see his fair share of playoffs in a few years, for a long time. For so a long I'm time. I'm not worried about uh, Big. I'm not worried about Justin Herbert. If like, oh, he deserves a playoff appearance, he'll get there. He's like 23 years old. Yeah, and I mean, it's also the Chargers, so you never know actually what kind of bad luck they're gonna get. I mean, out of all teams, that that they feel like they're the team with the worst luck in NFL, and uh, that was just another another example on Sunday. Yeah. Or he just won't stay with the Chargers one day. You never know. Oh, uh, is that some rumor mill starting? No, say? that's if it doesn't work, he might not play for the Chargers one day. <laughs> that that there's all it is. There's not a rumor mill starting. I think they'll make the playoffs with with him. Yeah, I do too. He'll be fine. Let's do our uh, three Stooges, three Kings. Yeah, last one of the season. Um, yeah. I don't think it's going to be too hard of one, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so should we just go with the Kings first because that's pretty standard yeah. here? Um, I mean, we had Joe Burrow did you, did you, last time. Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Tom Brady. And is Joe Burrow – or how are we doing this one? Is this like the three worst quarterbacks of the season, like the final award? Or is it like – is it Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow? Basically, I guess is the question. Yeah. I mean, for for the Kings, it's either it's the same thing. It's either like the three best quarterbacks or three best week to week. Like it would it would literally be the same thing. The season award because like in Mahomes and Burrow, it would still be a coin toss for who's I know for the season. Uh, we have Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, obviously. I guess did anything happen last week? Because Burrow didn't play. Right. And Mahomes did play. They won the game. <laughs> but I mean, we can't punish. Burrow did beat Mahomes head to head and now played them in that that crazy game. Yeah. I mean, I guess if we're looking at this, let's let's consider this to be like our uh, end of the year award, right? Okay. I like that. Um, and with that said, I, I think I'm looking up some stats here because I'm pretty sure also they're like pretty close with a lot of the stats here. Like I'm just interested to see um, 
God, Derek Carr's up there in all the stats too. Who he he was impressive this year. By he me. was very impressive. God damn, he shouldn't Mahomes be. And, uh, Carr just have or Mahomes and Burrow just have some very great stats. All right, let's see what they are. Uh, Mahomes has more passing yards because okay. of last week. Probably he has forty eight hundred compared to forty six hundred. Mahomes is at thirty seven touchdowns okay. and thirteen picks. Burrow's at thirty four touchdowns and fourteen picks. Burrow's passing at six percent better completion percentage. But like who cares? Quarterback rating is better for Burrow. Anyone the head to head, I guess. I think we just gotta keep Joe Burrow. I think so. I mean, if I think if you're gonna say what's like the storyline of the regular season, like who's been a bigger story, Mahomes or Burrow? And not saying who's better, but bigger story. It has to be Burrow for his it's a coming out party, right? Yeah. And he took the Bengals to the playoffs. Like, let's just keep it like real for <laughs> yeah, a second. Seriously. Fuck it. We're putting Burrow, right? Yeah. yeah I, Let's I, just I, give him give him the award. Patrick Mahomes will probably be in the top three next year. So yeah. let's just enjoy this one year of Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow there. is a king. Wow. That's that's a lot. I love it. Well, he was last week. Yeah, I know, but like king at the end of the season. I'm I'm very happy for Joe. End Burrow. of the season award. Yep. End of the season award. All right. Well, those ones are easy. I can get into more crap about quarterbacks, but we can do that in a bit here. Cause at the end, I want to talk to you before the season's over about MVP, because okay. I'm actually not sold on this whole Aaron Rodgers as the MVP. Neither thing. am I, and it's not because I think he's a jerk. <laughs> no, not because he's not. Yeah, not, not like that one guy in Chicago. He's, yeah. like, oh, he's a jerk. He shouldn't win. Like, no, I just if you go through like quarterback stats, he's not even like close to like statistically the best quarterback this yeah. year. Too. I mean, he has about the same stats as Burrow, but way less yards. But way less yards. Yeah. So like, like it's 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 crazy. But we'll get to that. To the Stooges. To the Stooges. Okay. Um, I do want to mention Trevor. This is the end of the season awards, right? So Trevor Lawrence is going to be on there. But finally, we saw something out of him. Finally, in the last week of the season. Yeah. I'm in a huge spot for him. Tech, not, not a huge spot for him. But I guess they did say Darren Bevel after the game, who's the interim coach for the Jags, did say that he that was their goal, was to knock the Colts out of the playoffs. Yeah. Right? So, like, it was an in-division rival. So they did it. So Trevor Lawrence showed up in a big game, but he was by far the worst starting quarterback in the NFL this year that played like every game. Yeah, I agree. Um, so he did, did definitely deserves to be a stooge. So yeah. um, how are we going to do this? So like Mike Glennon, does he count? Like, no, 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 no. Let's, let's, get, let's go to like the starters. Okay, so Sam Darnold and Cam Newton, or is that like a combo deal, or just say Sam Darnold because he's fucking sucked. This no, year. Sam Darnold don't play enough games either. Played like 10 games. Okay, see, that's why it's hard. So many of these guys got hurt and left. Who's like... Like, some people to consider to be Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield. Um, how many games does Sam Darnold play? Let me, let me check that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind if we just put Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, and Trevor Lawrence because that could be three number one overall picks in our studios. In the that's year. so sad. <laughs> it just makes me want to do it. Like, oh, yeah, the number one Is overall. Is that not pick. sad, though? Yeah, I know. That's why I want to do it. Like, all these teams, like, tank to get the number one pick. I mean, they have this year, like, literally three quarterbacks who really played like shit. God, but, I mean, you look at uh, Sam Darnold is so much worse than Baker Mayfield. I know. I, I know. I totally Sandona had nine touchdowns with 13 picks this year of 2,500 yards. That's all good. But how many games? I'm trying to figure that out. Okay. For some reason, I, I don't know why. There it is. I think he played what? I, oh, he started 12 games. That's a lot of games to start. And not it, be it's Sam Darnold. And, and it's Sam Darnold. It's Sam Darnold for sure. So Sam Darnold, Trevor Lawrence, and, who, and Baker or Jared Goff. Those are the only other options. I don't like putting either one of those for some reason. I know because they're number one overall picks. But uh, that's not why I care. <laughs> I don't like putting them because Jared Goff, like, you know, played okay at some points, and he's just on a really bad team. And Baker's hurt all year. He's really not one of the worst three quarterbacks in the NFL, probably. No, he's not. He's really so not. like that's why I, I like feel like Trevor. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is either, but like he played like one. Yeah, I mean, circumstances sometimes dictate how you actually play, and I think that's what happened with. Trevor Lawrence, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff even. Because Goff, you throw Goff on the Rams team last year, you're not saying he's one of the three worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Correct. Like Daniel Jones could be up there. Has he started enough games? Oh, yeah, man. He, I think he started 
12. Well, same as Sam Donald. Justin Fields. Is, you know what? We're missing some like people that played a lot of games here, I feel like. I feel like Justin Fields didn't play a lot of games, though, did he? Why is this so why was there so many uh shitty quarterbacks this year? Have you noticed that? Like, <laughs> yeah. So many quarterbacks that barely played any games. Like, oh, this guy played four games. This play and I guess COVID probably did that. Yeah, COVID doesn't help. Justin Fields also played 12 games. Should we just put Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, and oh, that's only two, right? And Sam Darnold. Yeah. What about Justin Fields versus Daniel Jones? God, Daniel Jones sucks. That whole Giants organization sucks. I kind of like putting Daniel Jones up there, to be honest with you, though, because I feel like the the amount that that team just just absolutely shit the bed this year deserves some kind of shit award, and being a stooge is definitely a shit award. Yeah, he played 11 games. Yeah, it didn't really pr- provide much of a spark. 11 games, he had 2,400 yards, 10 touchdowns, and 7 picks. Justin Fields played 12 games. Had eighteen hundred yards, seven touchdowns, and ten picks. But why are your quarterbacks so bad? Yeah, I don't know. This is actually remarkably bad. How bad everybody is. But I'm wondering what with with his rushing. Justin Fields had five hundred rushing yards and two touchdowns. But Daniel Jones rushes too. Oh, and does he rush well? Um, he's he's definitely a good rushing. Actually, for for a white quarterback, he's a very good rusher. Yeah, he had two touchdowns also, but. 300 yards. This is it's Daniel Jones or Justin Fields, George. Right, let's put Daniel Jones. I think he, I, I think the Giants deserve some type of shit award. I, I really do. He's also not a rookie. So, like, you got to give the rookie some leeway, I guess, right? Outside of, uh, outside of what's his name? Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Because he didn't, until last week, he had zero glimpse of hope. I know. I'm <laughs> so glad he did that. But at least we can enter, we're going to enter the offseason. Like, oh, God, he's not going to be a bust. And which I never thought he would be. But, like, yeah. He actually looked good doing it. But okay, I like that. Daniel Jones, Trevor Lawrence, and Sam Darnold. Yep. Uh, and two of those guys might not have a starting job in the NFL next year. So um Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones will not have if yeah. they were if they both are starters next year in the NFL, the the NFL system's broken. Daniel Jones has a chance. Okay, Daniel Jones has a little bit of chance. Sam uh, Darnold's not getting a start next year. Sam Darnold, man, that that guy I, he he's just no good. He's no good. He really is. All right, that's our three Stooges in the three Kings Awards of the year right there. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Joe Burrow are the Kings, and the Stooges are Trevor Lawrence, Sam Darnold, and Daniel Jones. And uh, we still have a lot to cover on this podcast because, George, it is playoff football time. Oh, yeah. The best time. It's the best time. We're going to get to our best and worst-case scenarios for the playoffs. We're going to do a betting competition here. And – we're going to introduce our first time bonus episode, Am I an Asshole? Edition <laughs> 1. So let's take a quick break and then we'll get on to the next part. Perfect. All right, Sammy. So we're going to do our best case, worst case NFL playoff edition. So basically, we're going to see what would be our worst case Super Bowl and our best case Super Bowl, um, whether that's for your viewing pleasure, your team hatred, uh, whatever it might be. So, uh, I'll start it off, I guess, with our worst case scenario. Are we uh, talking about like realistic and unrealistic or just like literally emotional? Anything, anything you want, really. It doesn't have to okay. be realistic, unrealistic. I think my worst case scenario would be to rewatch the Steelers versus the Arizona Cardinals Super Bowl. Um, first of all, the Steelers are a team that beat the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Don't want to ever see them win again. They probably will win at some point in this history. And number two, I don't want to see our division rival Cardinals get to the Super Bowl. So that would be my worst case scenario, I guess, Super Bowl. Uh, and also, I don't want to watch Big Ben in the Super Bowl. I just don't think it'd be a good game. And I know, I, I knowing you, I know you don't really love watching Kyler Murray that much. No, not too much. Not too much. He uh, complains about everything, man. I, I know what the best case is already. We probably so it's gonna be so obvious. But I worst know. case for me is. Uh, <laughs> Wow. Uh, I'm trying to think what would worst, worst case be. I think you have to say Pittsburgh just because, like, if they make it in, it's going to be a lot of just like sloppy football that's mm-hmm. like Big Ben just tumbling around. Like, it won't be that exciting. It actually, the only problem with that, it is, it would be a cool story, but it would just be the worst quality of football. Right. 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 And um, also, like, be- he started his career winning a Super Bowl against the Seahawks. And then if he ended his career for Super Bowl, I just would don't want to see it. That's fair. 
um, against Philadelphia, I think it would suck. Oh, that, oh, the, the Pennsylvania Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, there you go. The Pennsylvania Bowl would be boring. It's all in one region. Um, it'd be two teams that just like, which respect to them, are just grinding out wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? The, the two teams, I, I just hit you with basically the two worst teams in the playoffs. I would love to not see them each in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, anything, and also Aaron Rodgers hoisting the trophy at the end is something I don't want to see. Okay, but I, I, I'll disagree with that because the best case scenario is Tampa. Uh, well, you can't. Uh, best case scenario NFC Championship game is Tampa Bay Green Bay. Yes, Rodgers or Brady. Um, it's the best yeah, case. Actually, you know, I guess Rodgers winning Super Bowl is not best case scenario. So. What's your best case scenario? I mean, Brady Belichick in the Super Bowl would be an absolutely epic Super Bowl that I I don't think would Mac Jones in the Super Bowl be epic to watch though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just everything leading up to that game would be amazing, and and the second one would be Chiefs and Cowboys. I just feel like that would be such a like classic. Uh, the can the Cowboys moved uh, or the Kansas City Chiefs moved from Dallas from Dallas to Kansas City and became the Chiefs and then the Cowboys became a franchise after that like two historic teams I think that would be like a really huge event for the Super Bowl. You know, my best case scenario would be Dallas Buffalo. Ooh, I, yeah, like the 90s throwback in two of America's teams. Two of America's teams, we're talking Dallas, Texas and New York. I, I know it's Buffalo, but we're talking New York, right? That's a Buffalo is a it's the weirdest sports team in history, okay? Because if you think about it, George, what's like the worst city in the NBA? Like Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. There's nobody outside of Oklahoma City that gives a shit about the Oklahoma City Thunder. No, nobody. But the Buffalo Bills, even though they're in Buffalo, New York, they're one of the bigger brands in the NFL. They Absolutely. It's everywhere. And like you said, was it Dallas? Did Dallas beat them all three times? They're in the Super Bowl? Three straight, three straight years in a row. Dallas beat them in the Super Bowl. So that would just be like the rematch. <laughs> it was so fucked up by the Cowboys. <laughs> or so was it, mean. Wait, the Bills went to three straight Super Bowls or four? I think they lost to the Cowboys three times, and they might have lost a fourth one to the Giants. Um, <laughs> I just can't believe it was. Yeah, they went 1990, 91, 92, 93. You know how shitty that would be. Was I right? Did Jay lost to the Giants in one of them? Uh, they lost to no. They actually lost to the Cowboys twice. Oh, okay. Lost to the Giants, the Washington Redskins, the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys. Jeez, the AFC, the NFC East does a fucking running a train through the Buffalo Bills. That sucks <laughs> so much if you think about it. Imagine George being a Buffalo Bills fan, right? Like. You watched them lose to the Giants. I feel like it's one of the most underrated stories. To, I know mm-hmm. they did a 30 for 30, but like it's still very underrated story. They lose their first ever Super Bowl appearance by one point. Right? Yep. Scott Norwood, wide left. 20 to 19. And then I think that's a Scott Norwood game, by the way. I'm not sure, but there's a Scott Norwood game where is, they missed the game. No close game. Yeah. So they lose their first Super Bowl by one point, And then it's like, wow, we made it back a second year. Ah, we lost. Holy shit. It's okay. We made it back a third year. Lost 52 to 17. All right. We made it a fourth year straight. The like, fourth one, they're like, we're surely going to win this one. Yeah, we have to. Like, there's no way football gods hit us that much. 0 and 4. And I've never been back to one since. So the Buffalo Bills have been to four Super Bowls, and there were four straight years of their franchise, and they lost all four. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think you're right about this Cowboys uh, Bills matchup would actually, ratings wise, do really well. Um, you have the 90 kit, like adults that would really be into it. I actually really like that scenario. I I could I could totally get behind that. Yeah, and especially in a a year like this, for some reason, I think it's like a good like unite America moment mm-hmm. for some reason, right? Like the big city and then the small Buffalo city, and it's two of America's teams, and it's two like yeah, I'd say they're two like there was that map last year that they came out before the playoffs, like who are you rooting for, and like outside of uh, like markets that you know had their own team it was buffalo and dallas were the two most popular teams in the nfl see that's so interesting yeah that, that's the best case scenario and it's two really big name quarterbacks um i'm not trying to get like uh weird here but like jerry jones doesn't have another 20 years to live right 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 like, I mean, 
He'd probably be nice have, for him to have a good year. Here, exactly. Right? It'd be nice for him to get one more Super Bowl before. Um, I actually love that scenario, Sammy. I, I, I can pull up for that one. Bills, Cowboys. Let's do it. All right. All right. Well, let's see what happens. Um, but I also like my scenario of Bill, Bills, Cowboys. I just came up with it on the spot, so thank you. Yeah, yeah. The way you came up with it on the spot was fantastic. <laughs> I really was going to start the whole thing, George, with we all know what the best case scenario is. You heard me say that, right? Yeah. I was literally going to say Brady versus Rodgers. And then, like, I really just – it took me five seconds to remember. They're in the same conference. Yeah. And uh, there's one we did not mention, Patriots. by the way. What was that? There's one we did not mention. What? Um, Packers, Chiefs, like Br- Br- Mahomes versus Rodgers. I I think – I'm Mahomes, I, Brady. It doesn't make the game any better for me. Like Maybe for you, but, I mean, I think overall, like – that's why I didn't say it's my best case scenario either. But I think I think the United States would get behind that one because two really big-name quarterbacks and exciting teams and two historic franchises. Mm-hmm. And isn't that the first Super Bowl, right? Packers, Chiefs, Super Bowl one. I think so. Yeah. But I, for me, the reason it's not that exciting is just because – I don't know. Like that's a great scenario. But last year we had Brady Mahomes, right? Yep. It was a great game. It was fun. But like, I guess I didn't end up feeling anything special that I ended up being like the young, really good quarterback versus the old one. I still just kind of like rooted for the team I'm rooting for. And do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like it'd be cooler with like Brady Rogers because you'd like there's something with those two together. Like for me, it would have been like the feeling of seeing. Kobe and LeBron play against each other in the finals. Right. They were just a couple of years closer in age. It's stuff like that, or like Jordan, Kobe, right? But we'll see. I guess uh, that would be a pretty good one for most of America too, but stick yeah. in mind. Yeah, and I do feel like, Sammy, like any Super Bowl like that happens, they know CBS, Fox, I don't know who has a Super Bowl this year, They've or NBC, whoever it might be. They do a really good job of cooking up the story and making yeah. it good no matter who it is. It can be fucking – Cincinnati versus San Francisco, and they're gonna make it be like this is the most important Super Bowl of all time. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my. That's God. a that's a bad scenario. San Francisco versus Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you about Jimmy Garoppolo when he slept with a porn star and Joe Burrow how he smokes cigar. Like I don't know what could, what kind of storyline they could actually make out of that one. Football. That's it. It's just football. It's, it's, just it's, football, it's a football yeah. game. Yeah. No. Well, I think they both worked out with each other, Zach Taylor and Kyle Shanahan. So they'll probably go with that. There you go. There's a good story. Let's get to our betting competition for this playoff so what george and i are going to do just so we can incorporate some betting and talk about each game is each week this week's gonna be the most of them obviously and starts reducing next week but we're going to go through each game go through the lines we're just going with whatever the espn lines were to keep it simple um that's not where we bet because you can't bet on espn but we're just taking those lines because somewhere we can both have the same exact line we are going to go pick each game and then we're going to see at the end of the playoffs who Won them one more games and lost more games in the winner, of course, just like we did on a previous bet. What was our previous bet on the podcast? God, uh, oh, Cincinnati, um, plus four, 13 and a half, or do we give it at 14 exactly? It was at 14, you gave 14. it to me. Um, I lost that yesterday. I repaid George on a dinner up to a value of a hundred dollars. I ended up spending more than a hundred dollars. <laughs> So you're welcome, George. You're, yeah, absolutely. I redeemed. I redeemed that bet. He redeemed his coupon plus some somehow. <laughs> so I'm a, we might have to up this to like a hundred fifty dollar dinner receipt. But the winner of the playoffs wins the bet of also receiving their next dinner. So yeah. I do want to preface. It's preface this by saying. I think me and Sammy both had a very bad season as far as betting on the NFL this year. But we ended up, I think, with identical records. No, we didn't. We talked about this today. We Remember, didn't. I only have one tie, I believe. Oh, is it? I Okay, well, what was your record? Do you have in front of you? Because I did go 42, you know, 47, and 2. Actually? No, 41. Actually, I did have two ties. Okay. Let's see. I went 3 and 2 this week. So f- I think we have the same record. 41. 47 and two. That's exactly my record. 41, 47 and two on the season. That's pretty impressive. We have the same record. Well, especially if you add the two ties to it, like that's, that's really difficult to end up like that. So, you know, like that, I actually, I'm I'm very proud of us having the same record at least. Yeah. We we did not plan this in advance. Yeah. I, I am disappointed in myself. I went from a winning season to a losing season, but at least we can laugh with each other at our 41, 47, and two records. Yeah. Hopefully our playoff record is not like six 
and eight or like six, four and 10, like just something really. Playoffs are hard. You never know. They really are. Um, you know what's interesting, by the way, my bet when it comes to my betting, what's 2020, that? remember there was what? There was less games. It was less week. Mm-hmm. I had 41 wins last year too. 41, 39, and five. This year I'm 41, 47, and two. But back to back years, George, five bets a week, every single week of the season. Both years, back-to-back, 41 wins. Yeah, well, hopefully next year you get better than 41 wins. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, flip that to 51. Yeah. So oh, no, that's a little high even. Like, 47, 41, and 2. Is yeah, great. just flip flip your wins and losses. That's it. Yeah, just trying to just trying to make some money. So, but, you know, six games under 500 is not that bad in the betting world sometimes. if Because unless you're putting the exact dollar on each bet, yeah. it'll be okay. Exactly. Well, let's do this. I'm marking them down for us. All right. Let's start with, I'm just going to go in my order because I know you, I just have them written down for us to mark. First game I'm taking, I don't know who George, who George is taking on any of these except for one, but first game I'm taking, I'm taking Las Vegas plus five and a half at Cincinnati. All right. This is Cincinnati hasn't won a playoff game since Sammy Wynn, 1991. Okay. You weren't even born. I wasn't even watching football. But Cincinnati's going to get their first win since 1991, and they're going to beat the Raiders. They've gone through way too much this season. I didn't ask who's getting the win. Bengals minus five, five and, and a half. half. Five and a half minus five and a half Bengals. Okay. <laughs> you can go on your spiel now. Oh. You said they're going to win. I'm like, what is your bet? <laughs> no, my thing is I really don't know if the Raiders can go through anymore. Like, there has to be a point where it's just like, like, all right, that was fun, but we're exhausted. I disagree. The exact reason you just said Cincinnati hasn't blah, 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 blah is exactly why I'm taking the Raiders plus five and a half because Derek Carr is a veteran quarterback in this NFL. Um, Cincinnati has a shit offensive line. I don't even know how they are where they are right now. At this point, in the very season. good defense, huh? very good defense and national champion Joe Burrow. I don't see Derek Carr for any national championships. That's fine. <laughs> I think that at the end of the day, this Raiders Pass rush is actually really good. They really were killing the the Chargers on what was that Sunday night? Yep. Um, I just think with the bad offensive line of the Bengals, it's gonna be very interesting. I just believe in Vegas for some reason. Yeah. Like, is that game Saturday morning? Half's a little big for a team like Vegas. I feel like yeah. not a team like Cincinnati. Not that it matters that much. Is that is that Saturday morning the first game? I have no idea. I, I believe so. I think that that's kind of I mean not like complete bullshit. But I don't feel like they should have put the Raiders Sunday night football and then have them be the first game on Saturday. And I think they are the first game on Saturday. Like, that's the lowest amount of rest out of any of a playoff team. So I'm just uh, pulling up the schedule right now to – I have the schedule. Oh, you do? Okay. Um, Yeah, it's Saturday at 1.30 Eastern. Okay. I mean, it's not like that big of a deal, but it is interesting that they were the last game and then they get the first game. Yeah. I mean, it's – Six days. It's fine. I think it's fine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah. Well, they are the first game on Saturday. So I was going off. I think I think these these are all Georgian order of like from Saturday morning through Monday. Okay, perfect. So game two is Buffalo versus New England. I am taking Buffalo minus four against New England. Okay. Well, I'm taking the Patriots plus four versus the Bills. This is we're going against each other back to back games. I just think the Patriots are such a good coaching staff. It's supposed to be snowing. We saw that first time they played each other with what happened in the snow. And I think the Patriots are going to be able to kind of control the game. I think Buffalo wins, but a very low-scoring close game. Yeah, for me, when I'm talking about a team like Buffalo at home against a rookie quarterback like Mac Jones, I know it's Bill Belichick. I guess when I see the minus four, for me, it was just like, I'm going to be quite winning. Because very fair, or is just so close of a number, right? Like, and that's just how betting is. Remember, Vegas is smarter than us, right? So obviously they know what they're doing. Yeah. But uh, I was, I honestly saw the spread at four, and I was like, I'm just gonna take whoever I think's winning. And so I rode with Buffalo. I honestly, with that game specifically, wouldn't be surprised if it's a Buffalo blowout, if it's a New England blowout, if it's an overtime game. Like, you never know because it's Bill Belichick. It's a rookie quarterback. You don't know about the weather. You don't know which Bills team is going to show up. It can be a really – that one might be a really odd game. Yeah, yeah, and I, I totally agree. So that's why I'll take the points. All right, George. 
we're going best two against two. Who, I know that's interesting. Wins this week is going to be far ahead in this playoff. And, and, unless they just end up like, um, well, the Patriots lose by four. We just tie that one. <laughs> it's yeah, like, there's a lot of possibilities. Yeah. What do you got? Tampa Bay versus Philly, George. All right. I, I wanted to take Tampa minus eight and a half, but I remember distinctively on this podcast saying, I don't care who Philadelphia plays week one of the NFL playoffs, I'm going to take their plus eight and a half because they're going to run the ball. I'm going to take whatever number they're at because they're going to run the ball a lot. So I'm taking Philly plus eight and a half. Tampa wins this game, but Philly makes it ugly and runs the ball a lot and keeps it within like a one score game. I'm taking Tampa Bay minus eight and a half. (laughs) So against each other today. Yeah. It's to me, this one just makes the most sense because Philadelphia is not very good. I know they're in the playoffs and they actually are one of those teams that like deservingly in the playoffs. I'm not saying they're not very good. Like, Oh, what an Eagles hater. Like, no, not really. Actually. I think it's very impressive that you are an Eagles hater, though. Remember when the, you got to tell that story on the pod, when the Eagles fans tried to fight you, you were just biased against the city of Philadelphia. You even said that's a least good Super Bowl matchup. Yeah. Because they're not good. I know. I know. But the guy tried to find me at a bar because he's a, who's a weirdo. He's a Philadelphia weirdo. That's like, we're beating the Seahawks. You guys are losers. And I was like, I really don't care, man. Like, I think the Seahawks are going to win, but like, either way is fine. And he's like, you want to fight? You want to fight me? And I was like, no, not really. Like, he was like, I'm wearing a Carson Wentz jersey. He's better than Russell Wilson. And I was like, honestly, he's probably not. But like, you know, have fun at the game tomorrow. This dude was here for the Monday night Philadelphia game. He was in Seattle for that game. And I was like at this bar at like midnight. And I'm like, dude, I'm about to go home and sleep and go watch the game. Like, you need to go like. I don't know. I was like, I was like, I don't want to fight over quarterbacks. He's like, you'll see, you'll see if I see you around. And I was like, <laughs> you're probably man. not going to see me around. Yeah. Like, you probably won't. I'm not going to the game, so you won't see me there. And I was like, if you're really trying to fight me, because you, he, the best part, George, is the guy came up to me and was like, yeah, Carson wins, baby. Because I was wearing a Seahawks shirt, I think. And I was like, oh, nice. You're going to the game. He was like, yeah, I'm going to the game, and we're gonna win because you know what it is, the Seahawks. Y'all soft. Pussies and I was like, whoa, okay. whoa, whoa. I was like, good luck at the game, man. Like that's and he was like, Oh, you won't fight about it? I was like, No, not at all. Yeah, and, man, you, uh, that's Philadelphia people. So maybe I am against Philly, George. Yeah, and I mean, look, I don't know if it's like your face or what it is. I think you have a nice, you know, you look like a nice person, but it seems like a lot of people want to fight you about quarterbacks. I distinctively remember being in the Uber. And, was and this was a shared Uber ride. Um, when, when you pick up another group of people, and another group of people come in. We were in Atlanta watching the Seahawks versus Falcons game, and some guy just looked at Sammy and said, "Matt Ryan's better than Russell Wilson." And Sammy said, "No." And the guy wanted to fight Sammy too in the middle of an Uber. So that that was that was another one. Problem is, I'm around too many drunk people. seriously and it's soberly none of these things would happen but these drunk people always want to fight me about their quarterbacks only quarterbacks that's the only thing people want to fight sammy about is their problem is i have an opinion too but i tell them listen i don't think your opinion's right i'm not trying to fight about it i don't know why people assume if i tell you i like my quarterback over yours why that means i'm trying to you know like rock fists with you out here oh you really think that russell wilson's better than matt ryan how about we fight about and see who wins the fight and now you tell me who's a better quarterback like how does that even make sense no we're not interested (laughs) but no i am not against philly to be honest with you um i uh just think that tampa bay is good all right so you're taking tampa minus eight and (laughs) a half i'm also going against you on this one four straight i got dallas minus three for san francisco I got San Francisco plus three. Um, I'm a little high on San Francisco. I I think Dallas. Be a little drunk on them too. I'm a little high and drunk on them. Uh, it's a good point. And I don't think Dallas is as good at. I mean, they did put up 51 points, but the Eagles weren't really playing for anything that last game. So I actually think it's just going to be a really close, good game, and I'm just going to take the points and enjoy. Wow. Go Cowboys! All right. All right, this one is very was tough for me. But I wonder if uh, I think we might be against John on all of them, which can be a problem for this game. But right, do you have Pittsburgh or Kansas City? I got Kansas City minus twelve Shit. and a half. I got Pittsburgh. Oh my plus twelve God. and a half. <laughs> wow. Um, I, this is the one I struggled with the most. The number is huge. I just took Kansas City because I I don't think Pittsburgh's really that good, and I don't think they can keep up points wise with them. That, that, I have no reason. 
I, I thought this one was easy just because I was like 12 and a half. It's a playoff game. My only reasoning. Like, you know, the Steelers, have, I feel like they don't get blown out. They're just a really well coached. Big Ben's going to do whatever he can to not mess up. And they're going to run the ball a lot. And their defense is good enough to slow down Mahomes and, and the Chiefs a little bit. And I think they're just going to at least just play okay. You know? Yeah, no, that's a very fair way to look at it. The playoffs is not as like you have to play really bad. Yeah, no, no, they do. And I think they're done. I don't think they're going to play good. But like I said, this is the one I struggled with the most. This is That's a toughie. Okay. We're, the best case scenario is to hear that one of us, we both go like three and three-ish, right? Because yeah. if, if I or you win all our bets, the competition's over for the playoffs. I know. If we six and oh start. Okay, I'm going to take a guess on this one. All right. I'm guessing that you on the last game, Monday night, have Rams minus four. I have the Cardinals plus four. Fuck. We're what? against each other. On oh, all my nights. God. The only reason I have the Cardinals plus four is they're eight and one on the road this season. Their only loss was to Los Angeles and Los Angeles, and that's where they're going. But they've been really, really good on the road, so I'm taking them. And Matt Stafford's been throwing a shit ton of interceptions lately. The Cardinals got their ass kicked by the six and 11 or seven and 10. What is it? Seahawks? Yeah. The Cardinals team, if you look at the last two seasons, the split between first half and second half, they're a declining team always in the second half of the year. Absolutely. And I just believe in, you know, I've seen Sean McVay and a Rams team, this almost identical Rams team in some way. They're actually much better now um, with like their weapons. I saw him take Jared Goff smoothly into a Super Bowl. That's very true. So I'm trusting in Sean McVay. He has an upgraded quarterback for the first time in the playoffs. I just see him cruising past the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals have some shit to figure out because for some reason, they always start hot and they're starting to decline. I just don't think they're ready to win playoff games yet. Um, what, to your point, um, I'm not trying to make your argument stronger. George is like, I'm betting the Rams. <laughs> but, but no, I'm sticking with the Cardinals here. But if you go look, you did say something about the Cardinals the last few years. And as they start off hot and the season bad, if you actually go look at Cliff Kingsbury's records, even at Texas uh, Tech, it was the same thing. They'd start off 4 0, 5 0, and end the season like 6 4, 7 you know, 3. Like they always ended up being worse at the end of a season than they were at the beginning of a season. I don't know what that says to a Cliff Kingsbury team that's in the playoffs, but it is something to keep in mind. Yeah, maybe not graded adjustments. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that so we're going against each other really on all six games there's not one agreement here nope that's i'm actually really happy about that i mean it's kind of fun yeah and i you know what's going to happen exactly we're going to go three and three each. Yep, both of us yeah, I, just, I know I, there's no other scenario yeah. that's going to happen here we're both going to go three and three because that's just how football actually goes. i think we're both going to go two two and two we'll, we'll tie the patriots in the, in san francisco game there's no way both those games end by four points Oh, three, three, three and four. four. There's no chance. If that happened, that'd be funny. We're both just two, three, two. It's like we talked about the chances of a tie in general. I think it's about the same. Like it's 0.3 right percent yeah, yeah. in a football, like a regular football tie. I think it's about the same when it comes to betting. We both have fifth, hundred games of something, pretty much. Yep. And we both had two ties. Two ties. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna get two out of the six that get right away. That'd be very impressive. It would be impressive. Well. We are at an hour now, George. My question is, do you have any other parts uh, you want to discuss? I know I mentioned MVP talk. I will mention one thing about it. Other than that, uh, it's almost time for our, our bonus episode. But I want to know, do you have any other specific topics? No, but I do want to um, just quickly say congratulations to the University of Georgia on winning a national championship. Um, I am really wondering when is the next time we're going to see a team not from the South actually lift the trophy that's all do you consider clemson the south yeah, the south clemson south carolina is in the south yeah, but they're kind of like the east south well but don't no, they're the south and south carolina they're considered a southern football team i understand but they're not like in the south i think they are they're like the south southwest part of south carolina i think they're that they're considered like no, I, I i know what they're considered i'm just saying they're not like in Louisiana, Alabama, like they're not like on the south. I feel like they're like on the east south. Okay, yeah. Aren't, isn't there, aren't they on the ocean on the east coast at some point? Yeah. Yeah, but I think the part of the state they're in is closer to like the other side of the state. I think they're not on the water. I wonder where exactly. Where? Where? What? What city is it in? Uh, Clemson. Is it literally called Clemson. South I'm Carolina? pretty sure it's called Clemson, South Carolina. Yeah. 
You never know with these schools. You know what I mean? No, no, you're right. I'm pretty sure it's called Clemson, South Carolina for this one. Clemson is on. Well, they're actually completely on the west side. Oh, okay. Inland. Savannah's the deepest south. They're the furthest west. But like Savannah and obviously Charleston are on the water. You know why? That's why I mean like. Yeah, but they're pretty close to Athens, Georgia, where Georgia plays. They're close like, to Atlanta. Yeah, they're very close to Atlanta. I didn't realize how close to Atlanta they were. Yeah, I'm just saying. The only reason I was saying like they're not south is like they're not like anywhere near like in New Orleans, you know, like on the bottom. Of no, the- no, no. That's the deep south. But yes, I, I feel like they're almost Midwest. Not Midwest. Yeah. What is it called? Like where Nashville is and stuff? Yeah, but see, but, but I think they consider Nashville the south, right? Like people there are like, oh, yeah, we're yeah, from yeah. the south. But what is that called? Like St. Louis is considered Midwest? Yeah, Midwest. I think that's where you start getting to the Midwest is like right after – Cincinnati, right after Memphis and shit over there. Cincinnati, Indianapolis, St. Louis. Okay, interesting. Right? Because even though why is it called the Midwest? It's not even on the West Coast. Um, I don't know. I don't know how geography works, but okay. Well, we'll move on from maps. Yeah. <laughs> congrats to Georgia. Uh, I'm actually shocked they beat Alabama, but that's really all I got to say. I'm sure Alabama will win next year. Yep. <laughs> you too. Yeah, pretty they sure probably will. We'll get close. Um. All I wanted to say about the MVP before we get on to the final part of the episode is uh, everyone making it a sure thing that like Aaron Rodgers wins MVP. But if you really look at the stats, like I know that they've played really well. Like Tom Brady's outplayed Aaron Rodgers this year. So has Joe, Joe, and Joe Burrow. Patrick Mahomes numbers wise is out. I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes should be MVP because by all means he had a bad start to the season. But, you know, statistically Aaron Rodgers is not blowing things out of the water this year. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I know, like, you want some with the yardage and touchdowns and stuff. He did miss one game due to not having being vaccinated or whatever. So, like, yeah, the numbers are skewed down by one game, but still, it's not like he was, he's like in the race for the touchdown leaderboard. He's not in the race for the yardage leaderboard. The team is good, but I don't know if that's just a product of only Aaron Rodgers. Is he really the most valuable player on the team? Or is Joe Burrow more valuable, like in the definition of a most valuable player of a year award? Joe Burrow is more valuable. Yeah. But and I feel that's like a tricky question because yeah. the word valuable is like. But don't you feel like they always give it to the hot news story anyway? I don't know why this year they're not giving it to the hot news story. Um, because I feel like it only got really hot at the end. Like Joe Burrow's good all year, but I feel like the story got hot at the end of the year. That's a good point. You know, it's not like basketball where you have like 80 games to determine who's the hot story, because they do that in every sport. They usually True. give it to the hot story. But besides that point, like whether they usually give it to who or whatever, I just don't think it's as surefire. That's all I wanted to say was I don't think it's a sure I, I feel like it's been made like clear that Aaron Rodgers is going to win MVP. But I mean, yep. shouldn't there be a little more? I feel like there should be more discussion on why he should be MVP. Cause I don't, I, I'm not necessarily, I'm like with you, I'm not necessarily against him winning MVP. There's definitely a case of him winning MVP, but is he really the MVP or could you make it just as strong a case for Tom Brady and Joe Burrow and even Cooper cup? Yeah. Cooper cup is actually a good one. Because, I mean, he almost, what, he basically, like, was the best receiver ever for a season? Yeah, <laughs> and he he carried the Rams. I mean, I don't think the Rams would be the same without him. It's hard to say carried the Rams, though, because he Because he's not a receiver. quarterback, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's a tough one. All I'm saying is I'm, I'm on the team, like, let's reconsider Aaron Rodgers being the only option. That's yeah. all I'm saying. He's going to win it, it seems like. It's... And no, I understand that. All I'm saying is, let's reconsider. We should, uh, I wish they reconsidered him being the only option. Totally. But I, only I do wonder. Um, this is, I'm trying to remember here out of the MVP award winners in the last few years in the NFL, who's the last one to win a Super Bowl? I, I feel like they've all lost, uh, lately. Last year was Aaron Rodgers, they lost. The year before that was Patrick Mahomes. Uh, they, they won. Lost. No, no, he didn't win the MVP that year. Remember, he went, he lost the MVP. Mark Jackson, maybe. Lamar Jackson. It was Lamar Jackson. They didn't win it. It was a year before that. Patrick Mahomes. They didn't win it. Tom Brady got to the Super Bowl against the Eagles and lost. I, I can't remember when was the last time an NFL MVP actually ended up winning the Super Brett Bowl. Favre. Was it Brett Favre? Maybe. No. Only six players have won the MVP and Super Bowl MVP. Ah, okay. Kurt Warner in 1999. But I don't know if that means... I don't know if... 
Tom Brady's done it without winning like the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. So, I just feel like some, yeah, regular season MVP hasn't won a Super Bowl since 1999. Kurt Warner really since 1999. That's pretty. That's a pretty impressive, crazy stat. 21 years, 22 years now, without the regular season MVP winning the MVP. If it doesn't happen this year. 23 years. Wow, that's. Pre- I didn't know it was that long. I knew. I felt like in the top of my head, it's been a while, but I didn't know it was quite that long. The only people to win the regular season MVP winning the Super Bowl used to be commonplace. Uh, before Warner did it in 99, Terrell Davis did it in 98, Brett Favre in 96, Steve Young in 94, Emmitt Smith in 93, Montana in 89, Lawrence Taylor in 86, Mark Mosley in 82, Terry Bradshaw in 1978, and Bart Starr in 1966. Wow. That's pretty pretty crazy. And what's even crazier is that there, I heard a defensive player won MVP in all that with Lawrence Taylor. While also winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. And George, as you're saying, you know, when's the last time an MVP's won a Super Bowl? Since 2000, the regular season MVP's teams are just 24 and 21 in the postseason. Hmm. So Packers uh, future uh, Super Bowls not looking too good. And nine of the MVPs have made the Super Bowl, and all nine lost. Okay. Well, that's that's I'm really. Much more impressed. I'm glad I brought that up because it was just off the top of my head, and now I've, I've learned something new here. So, pretty happy about that. Bonus episode time. If you are listening to this on the full version of Pod That, you're going to hear the first example, our first attempt at Am I an Asshole? Um, reading off stories where we decide is the person an asshole? Now, if you want to listen to all four, we're going to do four of them each time. Friday, bonus episode will be out. If it says bonus, I am an asshole, all four will be on there. But to start on this podcast, to preview it, we're going to start off with the first one George gives us here, and then the rest of them will be on the full podcast, the full bonus podcast. Or you're listening to the full bonus podcast now, and just stay just stay here. Hang tight. George? All right. Ready to roll? Asshole. Let's hear it. All right, first, I am an asshole for today's podcast. I'm a male, 30, year, 30 years old. My brother-in-law, male, 20 years old, named Sean, quote-unquote, so I don't know if that's a you know fake name, real name, moved in with me and his sister after my father-in-law passed away a few months ago. He is the private type, and he keeps to himself. He goes out and never says where he's going or how long he'll be out. He eats at random times during the day, wears ear, earbuds while me and the kids are sitting with him. See, all of these are uncool behaviors and a bad influence on my children. I've talked to him about it, and I set certain house rules I have, and he was violating them, maybe because he didn't know, but now he knows, and still nothing has changed. Last night, he came home late at around 10 p.m. I wasn't thrilled with that because he knew the rules. But he said that he was an adult and I shouldn't be policing him. But it's not about that. It's about the fact that he's repeatedly disrespected the homeowner and the rules. Big rules guy. So I told him this. If he won't respect the rules, which are being at home at 8, not eating at random times, and not using his electronics just like my kids aren't allowed when the families gather to spend time together. He ranted about how he wasn't a child, my child, and called me unreasonable to treat him this way just because he lives under my roof. I told him it's not hard to show respect, really, but my wife went off asking what was wrong with me to be giving Sean, who's still grieving, ultimatums and treating him like a child. I explained to her that I'm just making sure the kids won't be influenced by her brother's reckless behavior. And she laughed, asking if I think Sean being on his phone was reckless, but that is besides the point. Well, no, that is the point. She called me a control freak and told me to get off her brother's back and leave him alone. I replied that she's just saying this because it's her brother, but she said I overstepped and should stop off and stop trying to control her adult brother. I asked her if she was happy with him coming home late, and she said she was sick of arguing, and then she went upstairs. Am I the asshole here? First of all, this guy over-explained his situation. The totally. ending, the last 20 sentences you just said, I almost fell asleep because that was like, he was just repeating himself. So, he's an asshole for repeating himself too many times. He just should have said my wife disagrees. <laughs> Basically. Um, guy's an asshole. Um, now, 
you said the brother moved in after his father passed away. Okay, yeah, guy's an asshole. Here's the thing. Now, and he's 20 years old, by the way. Yeah, if if you had a you know family member where a parent died, you brought him in. Uh, you gotta you kind of have to not be an asshole for a little bit, right? Give them some time, let them get settled in with the new surroundings, new beginnings, and and it is an adult. Now, if this was a 27 year old bum of a brother-in-law who's just like jobless and sleeps on your couch eating potato chips all day and nothing traumatic happened to them. They're just staying with you because they don't got a place to stay. I can understand a little more of being an asshole. Right. Well, the thing here is the guy's 20 years old, first of all, like, and the two biggest things that seem to bother him are eating at random times. Like, well, he's not allowed to eat at random times. Like, wait, wait you're not, you cannot eat now. I'm not eating. You can't eat. Like, what the fuck is that? This guy's a huge dick. And number two, his curfew's at 8 p.m. He's 20 years old. How are you setting an 8 p.m. curfew for a 20-year-old? That's not your kid. Yeah, you can. And this is once again, what I'm saying is he's he's an asshole because of the extremities of these things, right? right. Like. If you said, listen, I have kids. I know you're 20 and you're going to go out, but like as respect for our family, like anytime past midnight, like it's a little too late to be opening the doors or the noises. Like if he was being reasonable with all the stuff that we're talking about, you wouldn't be an asshole. So I guess this is a good like way to back it up here is setting the rules, setting boundaries, all this, even if he's a 20-year-old, not an asshole move. But the way this guy setting the rules is the asshole move. Absolutely. It's the 8 p.m. Can't eat when you want to eat. You can't use electronics at the times my kids can't. Like, he's not a kid. I mean, like, you can, he can use his electronics whenever he wants. So, long story short, George, I'm going with this one that, uh, for future references, for anybody listening that's thinking, you know, ever has the same scenario, set rules. Not a problem at all. Set boundaries. But I think we both agree. Don't make them extreme, like 8 p.m. for a 20-year-old. Right. Like, and an important fact here I do want to mention is he didn't even – like the wife seems like she has a – it's her brother, not his brother. It's her, his brother-in-law. Like if anyone should be more concerned in setting rules, it's probably the wife for her younger brother than this guy who's not even her dad, his dad. Yeah, but if he's like the man of the house or whatever you want to call it, like I, it's not like he's that a thirty-year-old male and a twenty-year-old male. It's not like he's like way older. That's like not that much older to be like setting those type of rules. No, disagree. It's his house. He's staying with him. He has kids and a family. There's a huge difference between a thirty-year-old married with kids and a family than a twenty-year-old that's crashing on your couch. Huge True. difference. Huge yeah. life part. The the important thing is the rules that he's setting were stupid. They so were very I would strange. say he is the asshole. Okay. We, there's full agreement there in most of the comments on. And who is this submitted by? We should we should throw out Reddit user what? This is Reddit user Thrillville1304, which doesn't seem like he was much on thrills of the APM curfew. Thrillville305. 1304. 1304. Well, Thank you, sir. Well, <laughs> you know what, George? We'll shout out, make sure we'll shout out all these people. And anybody listening? If you have a story, you want to know if you're an asshole, submit it over to us. Uh, you can either DM it to us at pod that, DM it on Instagram or on Twitter or wherever, or shoot us an email at hello at thesportsontap.com. Um, if you have any user-submitted stories of are you an asshole, we'll throw them on here too. In the meantime, we're rocking with these Reddit submissions. And uh, first one, George, we both agree. In agreement, asshole. Asshole. All right. Well, those listening to the full edition of Pod That, the rest of them will be on the bonus episode on Friday, like I said. Um, so those that are listening to the bonus episode, stay here because we'll finish the next three. But I will say for the full podcast listeners, this is Sports on Tap, George. And cheers, sports. You're listening to the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. Cheers to sports. Thank you.